Hi, and welcome to Soul Powerful Parables, stories of rhyme, reason, and God's truth. I'm your host, Dana Buck. Thanks for listening. And if you like the story, please consider subscribing and give us a five-star rating where you enjoy your podcasts. It really helps us. We'd also love to hear from you, so contact us on Facebook at Soul Powerful Parables. Now, settle in, and let's have a story. Redeemed, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. Praise be to the Lord, the God of Israel, because he has come and has redeemed his people. Luke 1, verse 68. This beautiful Christmas parable, based on O. Henry's short story, The Gift of the Magi, reveals the wondrous miracles this season can bring when love is the greatest gift. Redeemed, a so powerful parable by Dana Buck. Legends and stories may come and may go, so many with holiday themes. Filled with descriptions of Christmas allure, no end to these sagas, it seems. Many we know like the back of our hands, they're sharing a sacred tradition. Read by the tree or watched on TV, delightful, their sweet repetition. So how is it this story nobody knows, the one I'm preparing to tell? Well, maybe together we'll bring it to light and try something new this Noel. A man is out running some errands this beautiful, crisp winter day. The cleaners, post office, the drugstore, he visits them all on his way. And when the planned stops are completed, his wallet he pulls from his slacks, he finds just enough for a hot cup of coffee to sit for a time and relax. Moments like this are infrequent. Cash for indulgences? slight, for he lost his job over six months ago, and money is ever so tight. Christmas this year, it's a burden, and one too prodigious to carry. If he could take over the calendar, friends, he'd flip it right to January. He and his wife sat together last night, had a daunting and sobering talk. The numbers confronting them square in the face put their holiday plans on the block. No budget for presents, a turkey or tree. Yeah, that was decidedly clear. The best they could do was to tighten their belts and hope for a better new year. Thinking these thoughts in a booth by the window, our husband looks out at the street. When suddenly something he sees takes him back, makes his heart skip a puzzling beat. A bus is pulled up on the far side of Maine to manage a passenger drop. There disembarking, the man spies his wife as she enters the village pawn shop. What is she doing there? What's on her mind? His feelings are mixed up and raw. Do I run across the street? Wait until I'm home? Confront her with what I just saw? 
He sits for a moment, unpacking his feelings, confusion and tumult to nurse. His reasoning stops when she exits the shop and tucks something deep in her purse. She stands on the corner, impatient it seems, while clutching her bag like a prize. Finally, a slowing bus swings to the curb and she climbs aboard, wiping her eyes. Dropping some coins near his half-empty cup, he exits the little cafe, then crosses the street and enters the shop his wife had just left on her way. A tinkling bell makes a quite pleasant sound where it hangs just above the front door. A man at the counter cries, Come in, my friend, and just what can I do you for? I was having some coffee right there across the street when I noticed a woman you served. May I inquire if she sold you something? Left anything here on reserve? The clerk straightened up and then narrowed his eyes. Caution invaded his tone. I'm not in the habit of ever discussing a customer's sale or loan. Believe me, the man said. I do understand. I'm not here to cause any strife. He struggled to finish a difficult sentence. That woman, you see, is my wife. We're having some trouble, some financial woes. Christmas, it's trying this year. I just am afraid that she did something drastic and pawned something that she holds dear. The shop owner nodded, then let out a sigh, reached under the counter and said, She mentioned her husband was down and discouraged. She wanted him joyful instead. He then placed an object upon the glass counter. It shimmered and shone neath the light. A beautiful ring filled with sparkling gems, and the man felt his throat getting tight. He gathered himself and then said to the owner, That ring was her grandmother's pride. We lost her last year. Oh, she was such a dear. My wife, how she cried and she cried. There's nothing she owns that she cherishes more. The shop owner said, That's not true. From where I am standing, there's one thing more precious. It looks like that one thing is you. Tears softly spill to collect on the counter, surrounding the glistening ring. Can you hold this back? The man interjected. Until I can show you something? I have quite a valuable piece of my own, an heirloom of ivory and jade. Perhaps when you see it, you'll deem it enough to swap me the ring in a trade. The shop owner said, mm, I'd be happy to do it. His eyes hold a kind-hearted gleam. Then we'll see what you've got, and if it has brought enough for the ring to redeem. They firmly shake hands, and our husband departs, his thoughts and emotions a blur. If she can give up her best treasure for me, then I can give mine up for her. Back home once again, the couple have dinner. Their banter feels thin and compelled, neither recounting details of their day, 
those anecdotes each one withheld. Finally, their meal is finished and over. Both clear their plates, leave their chairs. The husband says, You okay washing the dishes? I've got to do something upstairs. She smiles with a nod and turns toward the kitchen. He sprints up the steps two by two. Then, from the top shelf of the dark bedroom closet, he brings a small box into view. Seating himself on the side of the bed, he slowly unlatches the lid and looks down in wonder and keen admiration at what that small case deftly hid. An elegant fountain pen studded with jade, accenting an ivory stock. He smiles at the thought of the tales this could tell, if only this beauty could talk. For under the pen is a small piece of paper, a testament, formal and fine. He reads with fresh eyes the elegant words contained in those few simple lines. This pen is presented to Samuel Clements in tribute to all he's achieved. May it in some measure denote all the pleasure your wondrous tales have conceived. Wield it well, O author renowned, your lyrics are never in vain. And may it facilitate more of your words. Beloved, beloved Mark Twain. Found at the end of this startling note, a signature, forceful yet airy, Theodore Roosevelt graces that page of folded White House stationery. His grandfather gave him this family heirloom, this rare and unique fountain pen, in remembrance of reading while snug in his lap Tom Sawyer and also Huck Fenn. And now here it sits in his trembling hands, awaiting his final resolve. Abrupt second thoughts seek to crumble his will, his resolute choice to dissolve. It's then that he looks to a frame on the dresser, his beautiful wife there displayed. Suddenly, all of his doubts disappear, those prowlers that tried to invade. He smiles as he closes that fine wooden case, the fountain pen safely inside and moves down the stairs to sit and to share this night with his best friend and bride. And so the next day he returns to the pawn shop, produces the rare fountain pen. The owner confessed, I'm very impressed. You'll not see its equal again. Are you quite sure that you wish to exchange it? I simply am asking because customers sometimes express their regrets, and so I encourage a pause. Our husband, he smiled and wistfully said, I've already wrestled those thoughts. The memories attached to this beautiful pen can never be traded or bought. It's the memories to come that beckon me here that all apprehensions relieve. So yes, I am sure, and I'm trusting the notion, it's better to give than receive. Nodding, the shop owner brought to the counter the ring, that jeweled metaphor, symbolic of something pure, 
selfless and kind, of place and perspective restored. For our husband now knows that money and coin can vanish with status or stealth, but finding your treasure and love unrelenting, that is the true source of wealth. He closes the lid of the fountain pen case and slides it with care across the glass. The shop owner places the ring in his hand. Yes, Christmas will come home at last. The calendar makes its unyielding march, the days and the nights interweave, till finally they rest in sure culmination this quiet and still Christmas Eve. Dinner is eaten, the dishes are done, our husband and wife watch the snow. Sitting together, the fireplace offers a warm and quite comforting glow. The husband, he turns to his wife and he says, I know we discussed and agreed that presents this year were out of the question, a tough situation to heed. But I've got something here that I want you to open. His pocket produced a small box. Wrapped in red paper, a bow neatly tied, he hands her the gift as he talks. I've never felt more contented or happy than I do this Christmas Eve night. Her eyes never left that beautiful box as she loosened the ribbon of white. I wanted to show you to somehow convey. He spoke as she lifted the top. No matter the hurdles this world may bring, my love for you never will stop. She gazed at a cushion of soft tissue paper and teardrops the breathless sight bring. They ran down her cheeks to finally fall and dance on her grandmother's ring. She took a deep breath and let out a sigh, got up from her seat on the couch. He wondered and guessed as she took from the desk a crimson and green velvet pouch. That day at the pawn shop, she breathlessly said, I knew it was desperate and rash but I couldn't dream of giving you nothing. So I traded my ring for some cash. All of that night, I fought my decision. Yet after my wrestling was through, I felt just as strongly as I did before. I must get a present for you. So early the next morning, I ventured downtown to buy something for Christmas day. Before I could shop, I decided to stop at that quaint little Main Street Cafe. As I was sitting and drinking my tea, I saw something startling and grand. You, as you walked to the village pawn shop, a small wooden case in your hand. I didn't see how you can be there that day. You surely could be any place. It felt as if heaven had entered my heart and gave me a warming embrace. After you'd left, I walked across the street, but my wonder had only begun. For the owner was sweet and told me complete all that you'd said and you'd done. And after he'd finished recounting your words, I didn't demand or insist. The owner 
He smiled at me, took back his cash, and then he handed me this. She sat by his side and kissing him gently, gave him the gift love compelled. Out of the pouch came his small wooden case and the intimate treasure it held. Presence unrivaled, unsullied, undreamed, like those that the Magi did bring, grasping a small little fragment of God when they each gave their most precious thing. So she with her grandmother's heirloom restored, and he with his grandfather's too, celebrate fully the magic of Christmas, the richest one they ever knew. Redeemed is an interesting word. Outside of our understanding and usage of it as people of faith, I think its most common application in our modern life seems to be reserved for pawn shops or maybe coupons. When an item is pawned at a shop, it is in bondage. It can't be released until someone pays the required amount and redeems that item. What an interesting way to view our lives and view the price that was paid to redeem us from the bondage of sin and death. Christ is our Redeemer. He paid the price for our release from captivity into freedom and wholeness. This Christmas, when we give to those we love, let's do so in honor of the gift God the Father gave to us, our Redeemer, the Lord Jesus Christ. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Redeemed was written and narrated by Dana Buck. Additional voices were provided by Zach Trandum, Toby Caps, and Ashley Ashbeck. Devotional thoughts were narrated by Kim Pratt, and this episode was produced by Beneath Blue Skies Productions. So Powerful Parables is a ministry of So Powerful a nonprofit organization dedicated to empowering women and girls and combating extreme poverty in the African country of Zambia. To find out more, visit our website at sopowerful.org. Also, check out our books, So Powerful Parables and We Are So Powerful, both available on Amazon. All proceeds from the sale of these books go to support the work of our ministry. And finally, Check out our other podcast, The So Powerful Podcast, featuring interviews with those who have been touched by this special organization. Until next time, may your life always be filled with beautiful rhymes. <laughs>